Welcome to Vote, the podcast. I know, I say this every week, and I'll be saying it for the next three weeks. It's chaos out there in these streets. That's why we're answering your most pressing questions, providing weekly updates on what's new and what you can look out for as we inch closer and closer to this election. Because we are the voting preppers. I'm Andrea Haley, CEO of Vote.org. You can visit our website to register to vote, find your local polling place, check your registration, and request your absentee ballot. And I'm Kat Calvin, Executive Director of Spread the Vote. We help people get the IDs they need for jobs, housing, medical care, still COVID testing, and of course, to vote. So Andrea, let's talk about voting this week. What's happening? There's actually a lot of good news. In Nevada, the latest attempt to block vote-by-mail was stopped by the Nevada Supreme Court, who denied a group's recent challenge to expand voting access to vote-by-mail. So for now, Nevada has expanded vote-by-mail. Yay! In New Jersey, a lawsuit from President Trump's campaign challenging New Jersey's vote-by-mail plan for November was recently struck down, with the judge explaining it risks voter disenfranchisement. All voters in New Jersey will now be able to rely on mail-in voting to cast their ballot. Go New Jersey! And finally, in Montana, vote-by-mail expansion efforts were also defended against attacks, with the court admitting that, when pressed during the hearing in this matter, the plaintiffs were compelled to concede that they cannot point to a single instance of voter fraud in Montana in any election during the last 20 years. So yeah, As we've been telling you, basically, voter fraud barely registers on the scale and is often used as an excuse to limit the vote. I'm glad it didn't work this time. This is all big news, not only for this election, but in general, as we've seen an increased effort to protect and defend the vote in our democracy. And if there's any silver lining to this mess, it's got to be that we're all becoming more vigilant vote watchers. But of course, yet again, I bring the bad news. In Florida, a federal judge ruled against extending voter registration after a technical issue on the state's website may have prevented thousands of people from registering to vote. Monday of last week was supposed to be the final day for voter registration in Florida, but the website crashed, which, first of all, good job Floridians for trying to vote in such large numbers, but maybe next time do it a little before the last day. Florida. In order to address the crash, the Secretary of State instituted a kind of half measure extending the deadline until 7 p.m. the next day. But of course, the chances of thousands of people who didn't get that message and not being able to register again was pretty high. Unfortunately, a judge ruled that it would get in the way of conducting an orderly election to get additional voter registration time. We know that's not true because last week we told you about how Arizona extended their voter reg deadline by two weeks uh, the day that voter registration deadline uh, was supposed to go into effect. So easily could have been done, but the judge decided not to do this. But it's weird because the judge also recognized that the state failed its citizens by not doing enough to prevent the extremely crash-prone website from failing. And then he has this great burn where he says, this court notes that every man who has stepped foot on the moon launched from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And then he says, yet Florida has failed to figure out how to run an election properly, a task simpler than rocket science, and that the state failed its citizens, but then he's like, but I'm not going to do anything to fix it, even though I could. So I got to tell you, even though this judge brought out a moon reference, we're not friends. He can't come to the cookout. 
All right, we're moving from Florida to Texas. I know, I don't know. I don't I don't know why they make me do this news and Andrea gets all the good news, but here it is. Uh, there's still an ongoing battle about drop boxes in Texas. A federal appeals court ruled late Monday night that Texas can limit counties to one mail ballot drop-off site. It's thought that the people opposing this one drop box per county order will take this to the Supreme Court. Um, they'll probably argue that the election's already started since they started the voting period with multiple drop boxes per county in places like Harris County, which is where Houston is. But first of all, right now, one drop box per county is the rule. And look, the way the Supreme Court has been ruling, don't get your hopes up. Assume it's going to be one drop box. Find your one drop box. Drop it into that box. Well, speaking of drop boxes, this one hurts. It's right here in Los Angeles. Uh, so LA County, I mean, I've told you guys, I love the LA County Board of Elections. They're amazing. They do incredible things, like putting beautiful Instagram-worthy drop boxes all over the county at every library, at every metro station. You can't go anywhere in LA without tripping over a drop box. It's wonderful. You can look on my Instagram. I Instagram pictures of the drop boxes because they're so great. <sighs> Unfortunately, they're... <laughs> There's been this weird situation where the California Republican Party, and they've come out and taken full responsibility for this, uh, they've started putting fake ballot drop boxes around L.A. uh, with signage that indicates that these are safe GOP drop boxes. It appears that the plan is for them to collect ballots in drop boxes and then turn them in en masse to the board of elections or somewhere we're not it's not completely clear uh it's a little it's first of all this is like felony upon felony upon felony so you guys don't do this i am the secretary of state of california sent a cease and desist the california republican party said too bad we're doing this anyways it's all very weird it's all very 2020 um but here's the thing the reason that this is important is whether you live in la or somewhere else Now is the time to employ critical thinking skills. If you see two drop boxes, and one of them is very clearly an L.A. County, beautiful, officially marked drop box at your public library, and one is a weird green trash can looking thing with a paper sign on it that says GOP drop boxes for ballots, maybe don't use the one that obviously looks fake. And this is a case we're seeing, you know, there's there's a lot of shady business. This is a big, hugely important election. If ever there was a time to cheat, it's this one. And people are. So you got to use critical thinking. You got to read the directions. You got to make sure that you follow the laws. Yeah. In Los Angeles, one person can deliver a ballot for someone, but it can't go from hand to hand to hand to hand. That is called a felony. You know, like you got to just make sure that you're using some critical thinking skills. We've been talking for months about making a voting plan. Now, when you're implementing that voting plan, double check the plan and check and see, have things changed? You know, I take full responsibility. I've been out in these streets for months telling people vote as early as possible, both day and date. Well, now every day a new state starts early voting and we see eight to 11 hour lines. So look, maybe go the second day in mid-morning, right? Like it's it's really important right now that as we are voting in these three weeks when things are going to be very heated and really insane and there's more shadiness going on than ever before that you just really think hard about what you're doing and pay attention to the world around you. Um, we want your vote to count. It's really important that you don't fall for any of the tricks out there because believe me, there are a lot and more are coming. And California Republican Party, come on, 
get it together. This is this is absurd. Stop what you're doing. Move on. Find another trick. Uh, so there was some wildness in Virginia. Uh, yesterday was the voter registration deadline, and all of a sudden, the system went down. Uh, the fiber optic cable was cut during road work. Uh, and this, look, there's a lot of sabotage going around. I think this is really more just a case of people who didn't want to get caught doing something wrong, because the cable was cut, and then they buried it. I. <laughs> Which, look, who among us hasn't effed up at work and then been like, I'm just going to hide this under a stack of papers? Uh, The problem is that when they cut the cable, it took down the entire online voter registration portal for Virginia, which... Virginia, let's talk about backups. Call me. Uh, But also, it meant that there were a lot of people who couldn't register on the last day of voter registration. Uh, In Virginia, uh, the judge did extend the deadline until 11.59 p.m. on Thursday the 15th, so 48 more hours to register both in person and online. Uh, Huge shout out to the Lawyers Committee, New Virginia Majority, and Virginia Civic Engagement Table, who immediately, as this happened, filed a lawsuit. And before 24 hours had passed, got the deadline extended. So there's a there are a lot of really incredible groups out there working hard to make sure that as many people can vote as possible. Virginians, you've got until the end of tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday, October 15th. So get to it. In Arizona, the voter registration period had been extended in recognition of challenges related to the pandemic. However, a federal appeals court put a stop to that. So, Arizonans, if you're listening to this on Thursday, October 15th, today is the last day to register to vote. They'll count any registrations up through today as valid. So get it done. Call your friends. You got to do it today. In exciting news, as of this weekend, over 8 million people have voted early, which is wild. That is I think last year at this time, or in 16 at this time, it was something like 400,000, right? Like it's 8 million people voting already is incredible. I think it's very clear we're going to see just absolutely incredible record voter turnout. Um, It has also, however, already led to really long lines at the polls in Atlanta and Virginia, uh, which is exciting because yay voter turnout, um, but also, of course, means that uh, we are going to see longer and longer lines earlier and earlier than we've ever seen them before. So again, another reason to vote by mail if you can, another reason to make a plan. Great job, everyone. The fact that we're seeing voting like this is incredible, uh, but you do want to be sure that you're doing it safely um, and that you are, uh, you know, (laughs) I was saying go as early as possible, but now everybody is going the first day of voting immediately in the morning. So, you know, drive by the polling place, see how it looks. If you don't want to stand in a five-hour line, maybe go the next morning or whatever. You still want to vote early, but you just need to be aware that with uh, with turnout like this, we're going to have really long lines. So take a book. Um, if you'd like to volunteer to do comfort at the polls, you can go to spreadthevote.org slash volunteer. We're going to be handing out all sorts of, of goodies and pizza and whatever we can to help people stay in line. Uh, there are all, also local organizations doing that at different areas. So, you know, help out. Um, and great job, everybody. And this week, we have a question from someone very near and dear to us, our wonderful producer, Joanna. Hey, everybody. I'm a producer here at Vote the Podcast. I have learned so much since I began working on the show. Lately, I have wanted to be doing more, but I am totally overwhelmed by all the options. Can you help me understand a bit more about the ways I can help get out the vote that might impact the election? 
First of all, thank you, Joanna and Julia. You guys, they are our producers. They're the best producers in the world. We love them and they do amazing work. So um, thanks for being great producers. And also thanks for having a question. Um, There are a ton of different ways that you can help. Like you mentioned, like we mentioned all of the time, the most important thing is to educate yourself. Uh, There are, there's so much information to read up on the, the election, who's on the ballot, what bills and measures are going to be on the ballot. You don't want to walk into a polling place only thinking about, you know, the president and then realize there's 85 other things you need to vote for. So you want to plan ahead. Uh, You know, spread the vote has guides for a lot of states on our website. You could go to vote.org for some help. Ballotready.org has um, a lot of good information. You should get a sample ballot in the mail from your board of election so you can start looking at things. You know, it's also a good time to then educate your friends and family have some ballot parties. If you go to votewithed.org, we have a lot of voter education videos and also a whole training on how to have your own virtual ballot party and some cute socials you can use to invite people, etc. If we all got 100% of our friends and family to vote, then we would all be voting, right? We'd have 100% turnout. So how are you making sure that everyone in your community is voting? I, this weekend, went to a very fun, socially distanced outdoor voting block party. And it was great. And she reserved a a local neighborhood pizza place that has a big yard. Someone in her neighborhood is a DJ. So she volunteered her DJing services and she had a photo booth and she had ballot guides and all sorts of things. And people came, this one mom came and she brought her two sons who were both first time voters. It was my very first block party ballot party and I loved it. And so there's so many things that we can do and that we should be doing now. I mean, we just talked about how long lines are. Go vote with a friend or with family. Take a chair, bring some snacks. Uh, But so much of this is about community and about making sure we're helping each other in our communities be able to vote. And then, you know, after you and everyone in your community has voted very early and you still have time, phone and text banking is a great idea. You can phone or text bank for a favorite candidate of yours, for an issue that you care about, uh, for just GOTV. This is a good time to call other folks, text folks, um, and say, hey, let me tell you about this measure. I'm very excited. I got to vote the other day to end cash bail in California. I'm thrilled about it. I want to tell everybody about this. I want to make all the phone calls and texts that I can to tell other people that this is a thing that they should do. I am, And text banking actually has really, really high return rates for obvious reasons. Millennials text. We don't talk on the phone. Um, but speaking of ways to help and phone banking, I know that our superstar producer, Julia, recently phone banked. Julia, what was it like? You know, uh, it was good. You know, in the age of COVID, it just feels good to make a connection with someone one-on-one and talk to them about their voting plan and just hear about their concerns. And like you said, Kat, uh, there are different return rates for different kinds of activities. And I think it's really about finding what kind of activity works for you. Um, My friend John Hodgman has been phone banking and text banking and talking about what those experiences have been like for him on Twitter. Um, I think it helped me to hear about those experiences and get a sense of like what might suit me. You know, not everyone is a phone person. Text banking is easy. You don't have to talk. Uh, But I really, I I recommend getting involved and doing something that feels right for you, the type of person that you are once you've done that sort of outreach 
to your immediate community and friends and family and made sure that they are all set to vote and that they actually vote. That's awesome. So exciting to hear about what you're doing and how you're taking a stand and and getting active and encouraging other people to vote, reaching out. All of us have something that we can do and build and create in this moment in time. As Kat said earlier, you have to make your voting plan um, and you have to know all the information yourself first. So you can go to vote.org and do that. We have everything from early vote dates to registration deadlines, all the what kinds of IDs you need. Kat also has that at Spread the Vote. So everything that you would need to participate. And then once you have that, really making yourself, you know, the vote captain of your friends and family and getting all of them to make a plan is really important. Um, And then there's several steps that you can do after that, like becoming a poll worker. This year, we know that there's a national poll worker shortage, something we've spoken about on this show before. And um, you can go to vote.org and just volunteer, press the, you know, volunteer to be a poll worker button, and it'll take you right through to a site that will allow you to... um, to participate. And that's, if you're not high risk, that's something that could be, you know, a huge contribution this year. Those are a few of the things that you can do this year. There's all sorts of things that um, everyone is having to think about. How do you use your own platform and your own networks to encourage as many people as possible? I think the challenge is everyone's biggest blocker is time. So if you're listening today, like you need to go ahead and sit down, write out some ways that you can volunteer and some ways you can participate in this moment and help us all build a healthy and thriving democracy. Co-sign all of that. And we're going to close out because you have a lot of work to do and some voting to do and possibly some lines to stand in. Uh, To learn more about Spread the Vote, visit us at spreadthevote.org or at spreadthevoteus on all the socials. You can volunteer, donate, get involved however you want. Um, If you have a question you want us to address on the show, write us at votethepodcast at gmail.com. Or, hey, DM us on Instagram at votethepod while you're there. Follow us. Um, And, of course... (laughs) Uh, Subscribe to the pod and hey, be kind. Leave a review. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be answering your most pressing voting questions all the way up until the election. To learn more about what's happening at vote.org, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Happy voting, everyone.